0: Welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. With me tonight is Morgan.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: So today we're going to start with a troubling story that's been in the spotlight lately. And that is that K-pop idols that have taken their own life. And uh, most recently, there was an idol named Guhara, who was part of the girl group Kara, and then had a solo career she it appears like she took her own life on november 24th and uh, two months ago or actually last month october 14th there was sully who was part of the girl group fx who took her own life we know that and then another example that i know about from 2017 that was a really big story was uh, jung yun from shiny who took his own life as well so that seems like it's something that's been in the forefront it hap- lately happens
1: in k-pop quite a bit yeah
0: yeah so i'm not sure why this i don't know if it seems more prominent for k-pop than in other in american music or if it's just it happening more there than here i don't know if it's perception or just actually happening more
1: right well well what are your thoughts on this let's you start off
0: well we know for a fact that K-pop idols are under a lot of pressure just from their companies and the contracts that they're in, and maybe they feel a lot of pressure to, you know, be perfect and learn everything that they have to learn, like dances and songs and everything. And they're under a lot of pressure to maintain their weight, especially for the female idols. So I think they just take a lot of that internally, and that's a lot of stress for for anybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I. When I first encountered these stories about K-pop idols committing suicide, I thought, well, it must be a K-pop specific problem, right? That, that's your first assumption when encountering this sort of thing. But when you look into it a little bit deeper, suicide rates in Korea are just high, generally, right? I think, like, according to some accounts, they have the fourth highest suicide rate in the world. Mm-hmm. So this may just be emblematic of what's going on in the country.
0: So it's more their whole culture than yeah it may K-pop. It,
1: you know and if you do a little bit more digging into it and not not to say that I totally understand everything that is you know causing suicide rates to be this high in in Korea, but there's um there's a couple different theories there's a couple explanations, and they all sound roughly correct to me, you know one of them is that Korea has a culture of a it has a culture of, of, of high achievement, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really depends on uh, its citizenry to do well in school. I mean, they're a country that I don't I don't know if this is factually correct or not. They, they cancel flights on the day that they have their entrance exams or whatever, so that people don't get distracted and things like that. It's just it's a very high achieving society. People are expected to do 16 hours of work, schoolwork a day. I, growing up in America, we were never expected to do 16 hours of schoolwork a day. It's just a very high achieving society. And part of why this is, is that, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but Korea is just a very resource poor nation. Korea has nothing naturally strong about it. There's, you know, if you go to, russia there's natural gas if they you go to the united states there's oil and timber and there's farmland and there's all sorts of things korea really doesn't have these natural advantages so every single strength that they have to cull basically came from the people right like if you make a if you make a samsung or if you make a hyundai or whatever it's not based on you know the fact that your country makes a lot of steel or whatever it's just it's just that your 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 citizenry, your people are experts, they become knowledgeable, they are just they are educated things like this. The people are its natural resource. And this sort of feeds back, this sort of ties into K-pop. Because what is K-pop? K-pop is essentially Korea leveraging the people as a natural resource. And make no mistake, they They do leverage it as a natural resource because they have actually, the government has actually invested money into the spread of this culture, right? Mm -hmm. Does the United States invest money into Taylor Swift or Michael Jackson or Beyonce or Hollywood? Do they give them government dollars and say, hey, spread our American culture everywhere because this is one of the many important industries? No, they don't. Even though I don't know, maybe maybe they should because it is one of our, America's important industries. But mm-hmm. they don't even bother to do that, right? right? They 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 invest money in things like corn or steel. Well, that yeah, that's <laughs> right? what we, That's what we right? subsidize with yes. our tax money. we subsidize that. That shows you where the government's uh, priorities are in America, at least like corn, steel, things like that. They don't give Taylor Swift any money, even though it could be argued that Taylor Swift is an asset. She's a resource. Culture is a resource. It is, right? The United States, as far as I know, doesn't give Apple a bunch of subsidies and say, hey, spread U.S. technology everywhere. Oh, they might. I I just might be speaking in an uneducated fashion on this. But Korea has to do all of these things because they don't have a very obvious natural resource to leverage except for its people and that shows up in the pressure it exerts on its people. You have to become educated. You have to do well on your exams and things like this, blah, 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 right? And if you don't grow up in that country, I don't, I don't know if you can necessarily relate to that, that sort of pressure, but that pressure definitely exists. And I think it contributes to their high suicide rate. And other people agree. You can go ahead and Google it. This sort of thing is not news or anything. So it, it ties into K-pop. It ties into the broader culture, uh, this is why they have a higher suicide rate, uh, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it is also what makes K-pop, it, it is part of what makes K-pop something you like, because they place so much emphasis on it, right, Though their, their people, even in a pop music venue, they work so much harder than people in America, That is that not part of why you like it, it is. But it is also part of what contributes to this really, really demanding culture that causes some people to, un, you know, unfortunately commit suicide.
0: Yeah, it's a tough industry, and so there's a lot of competition. So, of course, people have to work very hard to get where they are.
1: So, yeah, that is it's kind of a double-edged sword. Part of why K-pop acts are so strong and why their work ethic is what it is, is because of this culture of high achievement, but then that, that culture of high achievement probably does contribute to the pressure that a lot of people feel.
0: Now, do you um, think the people, the you know, there's some idols that are speaking out now about all the pressures they're facing and how, you know, they have to deal with anxiety or depression or whatever, you know, mental health issues that they have. Do you think that's because they're susceptible to that? Or do you think that, that, that K-pop is so tough that it's affecting you know normal people just all the pressure that they have just oh I'm sure it's
1: I'm sure it's super tough I think these people they work 16 hour days and it's just a very difficult life it may seem somewhat glamorous to some people from the outside looking in but I'm sure it's very very difficult I'm sure it's a tough life to live you know even for the people who are quote-unquote on the top I'm sure it's a difficult life to live and that that has to contribute to it so on the one hand, it does produce better product because the people have to work so hard, right? That's part of what what you like about K-pop. It the people work so hard, the product is so good, it's so refined. But it comes at a cost. It comes at the cost of mental health, comes at a cost of people people's anxiety. Um, there's 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 a, there's a give and take. There's a pro and con to everything, and this is just one of them.
0: Probably whatever tendencies they had are more exaggerated by all the pressure that's on them. So if you have anxiety or if you have depression, it's going to be like amplified. Right.
1: And, you know, and you would think, oh, you should just speak up and you should just say, hey, this is too tough on me or whatever. But let's be honest. In the broader Korean society, people don't speak up and say this is too tough on me. Everybody has it tough. There's not just K-pop artists. Right. Everybody has it tough. It's not well, I mean, it's not necessarily as tough as like a destitute third world country. But if you are a listener in the United States, and I can guarantee you that things are comparatively tough on these people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not even a third world country. It's a first world country. Korea is. I'm not trying to act like, hey, this is the the worst of the worst. And, you know, you just might walk outside and be... Hacked to death or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. It's still better than that. It's still a first world country, but is it as comfortable as you have it as a middle class American? No, it is not. People have to work harder. They are under more more stress. Um, the the burden of performance is higher in this country. It, it's a cultural thing. Like they they are culturally bound to this burden of performance that you are not bound to, and. Part of that is just bad. It's just luck, right? You were born in a country that has that is structurally very wealthy and very powerful. That has to do with a lot of things: geography, natural resources, right? These are all just structural things. That it's just it's just luck. You were born in a country that has that is structurally very powerful, very wealthy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They were born in a country that is not these things, and yet Korea is a very wealthy country. Why? because it has leveraged its human talent. Mm-hmm. For the past, it's not even a long time by the way. If you go back to 1950 even. Let's say the end of the Korean War, Korea was considered a poor country, very very poor. By the time like 1980, 1990 rolls around, Korea's just suddenly considered a first world super rich, you know, a country. Suddenly, it was considered a miracle in fact. But well, then what is that miracle? What is it based on? It is not based on any sort of found natural resource like, you know, Dubai found, found oil, right? It's like, well, everybody in Dubai is rich. Like, Why? Duh, because they found oil. But what did they find in Korea? They didn't find anything. They leveraged this culture of taking advantage of their only natural resource, which is the people. Every every single person has to study hard. Every single person has to become a natural resource for this country. And that is what they have gone on to this day. And K-pop is actually a part of that. It's actually very apropos to what we're talking about here because K-pop has become one of the natural resources. It's like a Samsung, right? What is Samsung? Mm-hmm. Samsung, Samsung doesn't exist because Korea found a bunch of awesome natural resources on its soil. Samsung exists because Korea educated enough people to make really good technology. And they took natural resources that came from other places and they made good, tech- they made good products. That's why Samsung is, that's why everybody knows that name because it's a great company that makes good products. But is it, does, it, does it leverage natural resources in any way? No, absolutely not. It absolutely does not leverage any sort of natural resources. And, um, you know, there's a lot of companies in America like Google and Apple that are somewhat similar. But they also follow a bunch of American corporations that did leverage natural resources, right? Like Standard Oil or, you know, U.S. Steel or whatever. Uh, America grew strong on companies that leveraged our natural resources, that leveraged our geographic strength. So it's not the same story. Korea had to start from, they had a lot of disadvantages. We we had a lot of advantages that they did not. Mm-hmm. And um, it's no coincidence, I think, that the people who live there are under uh, an immense amount of pressure that we don't understand. This There's no coincidence. So unfortunately, that is going to, Probably contributed to a higher suicide rate. I, I think, think the Fourth um, in the, world.
0: the female idols, they're even talking about they get a lot of cyberbullying and a lot of like criticism online from like netizens, is what they call it, the Korean people online. So, yeah, they're probably going to love that. Wh- if, if they are just taking it harder, or is it like, should they just not even be looking at like Twitter and instagram and stuff like that
1: i mean my advice to people in general is to not look at that stuff but i know it's hard not yeah. to. yeah i mean right? if i was a
0: celebrity i would not be on twitter like you don't want to see everything that people right. are saying about you
1: i would obviously uh, obviously the advice is not to look at that stuff but hey what well, can you and also a lot of these people their job is to interact with fans so can they truly just ignore it all no right so um
0: a lot of times they'll like they'll do a V live or something that's like an Instagram live. And then someone will just say like really negative things like on the live thing. Like right. They can't, and avoid they, can't, it.
1: they can't avoid that. So uh, it's not realistic, I think, to just say avoid it. Right. If you're just a regular person and you don't want to encounter negative things, you could totally cut yourself off. But if you are a celebrity of any sort in this industry, you do have to interact. You do have to sort of look at this stuff. So it's not realistic to say just oh, just don't look at it. You're gonna have to look at it. So then you have to say well just ignore these negative parts. But that takes that's difficult. That takes a certain sort of discipline that not everyone has. And also keep in mind that a lot of these people we're talking about they're young. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people who are 20, yeah. like really young, 23 adults. even. Like think about well if you're not 20 or 23 yet yeah, you. Probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But let's say you're older than that. Try to remember when you were that young, you really cared about what people said about you, right? Yeah. And it's, it really is. It's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. As you get older, sure, it gets easier for you to just sort of ignore what you feel don't feel like engaging with and just ignore it. But it takes a certain amount of maturity, it takes a certain amount of experience to get to that point. And you have to remember that a lot of these K-pop stars, by definition, they're, they're very young. And you can say, well, they've been working and training and all of this for so many years. Yes, true, but they're still young people, right? And let's not forget that. So, you know, for, for like a 22-year-old person to uh, you know, have to encounter this, this drumbeat of negativity and they can't even really just cut it off because part of their job is to interact with people, right? Mhm. If you could just shut it all off, sure, we would just say, "Hey, what are you doing? Just shut it all off." But you can't. What what person in Korean pop what what person can afford to just shut it all off? Nobody. They have to, that's part of their job. They have to interact with people. They at least they have to, you know, be out there and make themselves available. Right. So it's 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 very difficult to just say, hey, just shut it off. You as a normal person, of course, you can shut it off. You don't have to go on Twitter. You don't have to look at the comments. You don't have to do any of that. They do have to do that. So it's very difficult to say that. So that does probably affect them. And, you know, I'm one of those people who just says, hey, who cares? Internet comments. Who cares? Right. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: I'm not a known person out there. Like I'm not a celebrity, like what if I was a celebrity and you know people know who I am, and then I got to read these comments like, oh, this is what people think of me i can't i can't I can't say for sure how I would react to that because I don't have that experience, so it wouldn't be fair for me to say it's like, oh yeah, it wouldn't bother me uh, i would just I would just ignore it, I would just not think about it, but I don't know because I have not experienced that, so it's not fair for me to say that. I would probably be affected by it, you know? I'm a human being like any other person. I don't want to hear people say negative things about me. Mm -hmm. And if I saw tons of negativity directed my way and I had to look at it through the course of my occupation, it would probably affect my mental health, probably, right? So I think that that is a fair criticism or observation of what's going on.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think with with American artists, it seems like they have more freedom to have outlets for their stress like they maybe they'll like do something athletic or they'll like you know oh i'll go into the studio and make music or something and they have like more freedom to do things and sometimes like they do drugs they'll like smoke weed like they're allowed to do that i mean not allowed but like they just do it because you could just do whatever you want as an american artist it seems like and I don't think they that even comes into play in K-pop. Yeah, like, There's, probably, there's yeah, like, probably oh, does there's not. no way. I can't do any drugs. That's not even an option.
1: Yeah. So they don't have a lot of options, uh, bottom line. They just, they don't have a lot of options. So, <laughs> right? And just think, you you've probably, hey, listen. I think everybody's had this experience. You've gone online. You got into an argument online, right? And then... You posted something, it was like you're arguing with somebody back and forth, and then you went to your job, but in the back of your mind, you were thinking about that argument online, and then you sat down at lunchtime, or even before lunchtime, and you checked on that, that argument, and you're still sort of worked up, and you're in it. It's, it's it's That's the thing that's dominating your psyche at that moment, right? This online argument that you're in. That's happened to, if that's happened to you as a normal person, think about what it's like as a celebrity, right? The, the stuff that's said about you and towards you online, it just, it just can weigh on you, right? I've been, I'm, I'm a nobody and I've been in arguments with people online and I, I went back and checked at lunch. Like, well, what did this person say? What is my response going to be, right?
0: Well, we're do you, do just, you we're think... just
1: two nobodies arguing. So imagine if you're somebody. Yeah?
0: Do you think some of the responsibilities with the company... 'Cause um, sometimes they're saying like, Oh, Sully, you know, really wanted SM to pursue like legal action after, you know, no, certain people said no, things I don't online. it. I don't
1: think I don't think that's true. I don't know what the laws are in Korea. Maybe they're a little bit different, but here in the US, like you can't really pursue people for being assholes to you online, right?
0: Yeah, it's very difficult. That's not a bar. thing. It's like you're a jerk
1: to me like, online. You have
0: to prove that right. they caused you monetary damage right. somehow.
1: There's just, you're just you're you're an asshole online, and um, yeah, that's what happens. There there are many 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 of these people online. You just uh, that that's that's just a uh, that's what you get. You went online. When I feel stressed about it, and I feel like I don't want to argue with people online anymore. Here's what I do. I just don't.
0: Yeah, and then you like turn off notifications. I turn off notifications, whatever notifications. thing you were. Yeah,
1: I was like, I don't want to see this anymore, and I go, I go do something else, right? And that that's healthy. That's healthy. If this thing that's producing negativity and just creating a negative impact on your life, just shut it off, cut it off. That's a smart thing to do. That's a healthy thing to do. But unfortunately, in this industry, you just, you really don't have that option. You still have to engage with all of these. I don't know, quote-unquote fans. Are they really even fans? So a lot of them have, have negative things to say, so I don't know that they're even fans, but you still have to make yourself available, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be out there, and there's always this, in the back of your mind, there's always this understanding that, hey, this is me, I'm out there, right? Your reputation is at stake. Me, as a, as a nobody, I have the, the, the blanket of anonymity, if i if i If I get into a heated argument with somebody online, I could always just disengage from it and just say, "Whatever," and just never think about it again, and it will not affect me because you know why they don't know who I am, I don't know who they are it's just it's over. it just recedes into the depths of the internet, right? But if you are famous, this type of stuff doesn't recede. it follows you. For a long time. And there is always that understanding. There is always that nagging sensation that, hmm, well, this is following me. You know, What are people saying about me? It's going to follow me, whatever they're saying about me right now. I can turn it off. I can turn the power button off all I want, but it doesn't go away. It is more difficult for these people to get over that sort of thing. And um, it has more impact on them. And yeah, it's, it's negative. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all, especially when you consider that, hey, a lot of these things, it's just, it's just pe- people who don't like something that you're doing, right? It's, just, it's, just, it's, it's literally just like some people who just don't like what you're doing or don't agree with you or whatever. Why should this have such a large impact on your life?
0: Yeah, I think those kind of comments, like if it's an American artist, like usually they have enough of like an ego or like a self-esteem that they can ignore stuff like that. Where it's like, oh, someone who hates your music, someone who's just always like dragging you online or whatever. Uh, I don't think K-pop, they have people with such like big self-esteem all the time.
1: I just think that people have way more power over a K-pop artist's life than they do over... You know, Ariana Grande's life. Ariana Grande doesn't care what any one or a thousand people think on Twitter. Right. It doesn't have any impact on her. She could ignore that. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, that's healthy for her because if she has to worry about what a thousand people or even anyone thinks, that would not be good. She can totally ignore it. But part of what has made K-pop so strong, so popular, is that they leverage uh, these close relationships, these, uh, you know, they have these close relationships with people who are fans, right? They have fan signings, for instance. That's, that's just such a weird thing for a, for a Western artist. Western artists don't have these fan signings, right? For the, your most diehard fans, they don't do that. As far as I know, they don't, they don't do that. They leverage the breadth of a fan base so they want as many shallow fans as possible right people who will buy a ticket who will buy maybe one piece of merch that's what they want they want as many people like that as possible but k-pop they do want to leverage the the super diehard fans who don't buy one ticket who don't buy one piece of merch they buy seven tickets
0: well that's how you get into those fan signs it's like you buy multiple yes, albums exactly
1: and the evidence isn't how you get into a fan sign how do you get into a fan sign look at the look at all the rules for how you get into a fan sign okay is it ever i bought a ticket and i got lucky no i bought seven tickets and i bought lucky i bought 20 albums i bought 50 albums who right. buys 50 albums right whereas there's there's no american artist who says hey our business model is based on people who buy 50 albums
0: no but the way to meet taylor swift is like you go to a concert and someone decides oh you get to go to the rep room that's like random yeah
1: it's random but taylor swift would never ask any of her fans to say hey be a fan that buys 50 albums she would never ask that she would never ask that she doesn't want to ask that she doesn't want to I don't think she wants to even cater to a fan base that is that rabid, that is that, you know, quote, unquote, insane. But K-pop does. Now, you can say, are they basically, are they doing their artists a disservice by catering to, you know, seisangs and like the crazy fans? Yeah, probably they are. But that's where the money is at the moment, right? They don't have the broad fan base of a t- Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has a broad, broad, broad fan base. She has a fan base in America, in Europe, in Asia, everywhere. I'm sure she has fans everywhere. She doesn't need to cater to people who are going to buy 50 albums. She's perfectly fine catering to people who will buy one album, maybe one piece of merch. She'll make tons of money off of this, this system. And I'm sure she wants to make money off of these people. She doesn't want to encourage Uh, a person who will buy 50 albums of hers, right? She doesn't even want to encourage those types of people.
0: Yeah, she has stalkers, too. She has stalkers, too. (laughs) And I'm
1: I'm sure that she doesn't want to encourage any more stalkers, right? But it's almost like a lot of, I got to say this, a lot of K-pop acts, their companies do want to encourage the stalkerish fans amongst Mm -hmm. them. But those same fans... And I'm not saying they're all evil or they're all stalkers or anything like that. If you're one of those people, I'm not, I'm not saying that about you. But at the same time, if you are one of those fans who have invested so much into it, you probably have stronger opinions than, you know, what is normal, right? So then let's say you have a negative opinion. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit harder. It's going to hit home with these artists a little bit more they're sort of encouraging this sort of behavior, right? Yeah,
0: even BTS, like they have a it's like if you sign up for Weverse, then you got to sign up for Weply, then you got to get an army membership and then I like, right. all, all this different they're stuff. They're leveraging just to get, like, like uh, the-
1: yeah, they're leveraging this like next level devotion that American artists just don't want to leverage. Either because they can just afford not to leverage it or they they're not comfortable with it or whatever, whatever it is. But a lot of K-pop acts, they leverage this next level devotion. And on the one hand, hey, I'm not saying if you have that next level devotion, you're a weirdo or you're bad or anything. You're probably a normal person and you're just super devoted to your you know, your your your, your bias. That's fine. But you do know that there are some people at that level that have a very poisonous relationship, right? That can turn negative. And it's 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 this sort of interaction that You know, weighs heavily on the psyche of uh, K-pop artists, right? If these people say negative things, it really weighs heavily on them. They can't just ignore it or brush it aside like a a Taylor Swift or an Ariana Grande. If they have one fan or even a thousand fans that say negative stuff to them, they can just ignore them and say, "Mm, I don't care. I don't care what the hell you think. But K-pop artists cannot afford to say that because they rely so heavily on these fans. And... You know, it's just a business model. It's not right or wrong. It's just it it, it creates a, a, a sort of pressure that it, they face that, you know, American artists don't face.
0: What I have noticed is that there's been more idols lately that have been talking about their mental health issues. They talked about, oh, I felt, you know, this way in the past and have dealt with it. Or they've said, I'm taking a break from promoting or their company said that they are so yeah maybe yeah. this is a good sign of
1: I think it is a good sign. Yeah. I think it's a good sign. Like Mina has taken a couple months off. So I think it's a good sign. And hopefully the companies are more accepting of that and um just let these people have some time off. They have such terrible schedules anyway. Yeah, so that could be part of it. It's just
0: the just continuous schedule. Yeah. is adding to the stress you don't don't even have time to think
1: i I don't think anybody would disagree that yeah this 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 is a good thing that people respect mental health issues a little bit more especially for people who are under such stress
0: definitely a good sign so this has been a long time complaint for bts army the fact that a lot of the content doesn't have any translations so recently big hit finally said well i don't know if they said officially but it looked like
1: they got a translator i heard this it
0: looked like they're hiring people to finally do some translating
1: okay well what 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 needs to be translated like
0: well there was a hashtag that was trending of asking about this for a uh, big hit to do this and what they wanted was at the very least the paid content so if you bought a dvd of a bts concert or if you bought something like, even bon their pay voyage. content
1: was not translated
0: no it didn't have it oh it's like wow that's kind of ridiculous. they
1: needed a fan <laughs> translation yeah wow okay like there was yeah they should uh, pay somebody obviously
0: brazilian fans they bought the, the dvd of the sao paulo concert oh. and it didn't have portuguese it's like well everyone in brazil that's what they speak they do not right. speaking korean or Correct. english they speak or portuguese whatever was on there true it's like guys learn korean i guess i don't know how they didn't think of this sooner or why this was such an issue like Uh, i'm really kind of puzzled by that
1: okay yeah no they should absolutely have a chance i haven't bought any bts merch or anything like that but absolutely i expect to. if i bought one i expect to have a translation
0: yeah especially (laughs) if it was filmed in your country it's like that's what they speak here so you, you right take the trouble to right. tr- translate it in that language oh yeah jesus number one
1: well good on them they finally <laughs> bought a trans or several because it's not just one translation right yeah you need portuguese and you need english obviously
0: now if you go on V Live and obviously they're speaking live so that's not going to be translated in real time but I always check back later, you know, like six hours later or what, however many hours later, it, they have the translations there. But a fan
1: translation, probably.
0: No, no, V Live, they do it, but oh, that's comp- I, that's not run it? by it's not run by Big Hit, so I think that's why it's oh, they have some okay, kind of automatic okay. system that does it. All right. But you know, the things that Big Hit isn't control of, like a lot of times, that isn't translated. Well,
1: I mean, just like another reminder that Big Hit's not necessarily a big company still
0: maybe they just, they just didn't think of that it's just one of the things that they overlook because right. like if you're on their youtube channel and they have oh, videos yeah. all the time but most of them are not translated and i always have to go to like these other channels that have the oh. translation. well
1: yeah it's good for them to get a translator then the then, end good
0: no and then you could say oh well all these fan transla- translators are going to be out of business it's like i'm sure they don't mind there's what like i mean there's no business they don't over- make money worked
1: yeah, this is not a business. They don't make money.
0: And it's people that are doing it because it's like there's no other option. Yeah. So they're, they're like. I'm,
1: uh, they're, I'm sure they'd be happy to be out of business because yeah. they don't make money doing it.
0: They would love to just sit back and just see something that's translated already. Right. You know?
1: Big Head should be paying for this. Absolutely.
0: I, I'm just <laughs> yeah. shocked that it took this long for, uh, yeah, I for didn't, them to figure I don't, that you know, out. I
1: don't, I, don't, I don't watch their v lives, so I don't, I don't know. Like I haven't felt the pain. Yeah. But I would feel the pain if I was watching something. Oh, I kind of know. Like sometimes I watch like a, I guess I'm revealing myself, but like sometimes I watch like a twice when they're like a show or something mm-hmm. and there's no translation. I think, oh, I don't know what the hell they're saying. It's like, man,
0: we're missing out. We're the international fans. Right. are like, we're losers. It's like, we don't get to know what's but going on. Well let's be real. On. You don't really watch them
1: to know what they're saying anyway, so it doesn't matter. You, you pretty much get the gist. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I
0: watch a video and I don't have a translation, but it's still like, yeah, entertaining I still get anyway. It. It's like, well, I can look at them.
1: <laughs> right. I can look at them. And they're only doing one of two things. They're either doing a dance of some other group's thing or they're yelling at each other, which is supposed to be funny. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's me boiling down every single Korean variety show. <laughs> it's either dancing, some other group's dance, or like yelling at each other, and it's supposed to be funny. I don't know. Yeah, and sometimes just, I can sort uh, of tell maybe, what's maybe going not, on
0: just from context. i not and really
1: like, giving like their variety shows much credit.
0: Like the sound effects can tell you, like, oh, this is supposed to be funny. Okay, this is supposed to be whatever. Right.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm not the right audience for it. I don't. I don't find their their variety shows that funny. I'm sorry. I just I don't. I don't think the variety shows are that funny. I think Korean sense. Uh, the Korean sense of humor is just sort of you know beyond me i don't i don't quite get it you know it's a different culture so i'm not gonna say it's wrong or anything but i i don't find it funny i whatever they find funny i don't find funny <laughs> so it's whatever you know and you just you sort of watch it because you just want to see your favorites i don't know do stuff but um yeah that's good they got a translator i'll, so now I'll just you be know.
0: happy with if the youtube channel everything on there needs to have translation because it's like youtube it's like that's an american company like everything should be no, in no no anyway youtube
1: can't uh, they can't determine what you know how many you know how many videos and how many languages are just put on youtube
0: well how do they even do <laughs> translations don't you just need to like press a button and it's like well let's trans there must be some kind of like auto translation
1: do you think that that's uh, we've gotten to that point in technology oh maybe we have actually well, no, a, I don't think we have though. There's
0: transcription. I know there's automatic transcription. Mm, true. Where it's like true, you know, there's audio and then they can type out whatever it is. But I think oh, that's I don't true. of translation. Like we is can talk into a Google easy.
1: translator right now and then we'll spit something out that looks relatively like a translation. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you're right actually. Technology is at that point amazing. Is that not amazing? We're very close to the universal translator of Star Trek lore. <laughs> we really are open your phone right We're now right there. open your phone right now and go open google translate and talk into it hey what comes out is not a perfect translation granted okay but it's real time and is it close i bet you anything oh no you know what close. i saw i
0: saw a video on twitter where it was a vlive with jin and it was, was like was
1: it talking to google translate
0: well it, she was the person was playing it on their laptop yeah the the live and she also had Google Translate open but she clicked the audio so it was like if you're talking into it. So she was right. like translating uh-huh, it live. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So and it wasn't like exactly right, no, but it no. was like pretty much.
1: Yeah. And so
0: uh, it's like all I have to do is apply that to YouTube and it's like oh, oh, and it and Google and, and, YouTube, and if it's so. not
1: not if it's close but not close but not quite, that just shows me that it's just a matter of refinement. Mhm. Right? They'll refine the technology. Where we'll get closer and closer and closer, but the fact that we're even at this point where you can speak into something and it will translate live, you know, not perfectly, but kind of sort of well enough, uh, that's amazing. That's close to Universal Translator. That's Star Trek technology. Yeah For those of you who are not nerds, Star Trek is a television show and a movie series. Sci-fi.:
0: That's some very futuristic. Yes. Things on there.
1: Not gonna say whether it's good or bad. There's some parts of it I like, some parts of it I hate. Anyway, the point is the people talk in that show and there's many alien languages because it's a sci-fi show, right? But they don't have they don't purport that everybody knows the same language, but what they do say is they just have like a device where you, you speak and it just instantly translates for the for the listener
0: yeah like you hear your own language. you hear your own whatever language whatever they said you but hear they were speaking
1: own. their language but you hear your language the universal translator That's crazy and what is google translate at the moment it's a universal translator it is happening real time now you can say well it, the translation is pretty crappy it's very very rough it doesn't really translate exactly what i wanted to say but is it close but is it close? That the fact that it is even close is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. The The fact that it's even close. It understood your voice. It understood what you were saying. It understood kind of contextually what the meaning of your words were. And then it translated it into a foreign language. Sort of. Not perfectly. Mm, sort of. Right? Uh, enough that a person who who wanted to understand what you're saying, could kind of look at that live translation and mm, uh, get the gist of it. They could sort of get what you're you know, trying to go after, right? That's amazing already, though. Think about it. That is amazing. Because all, all that means is uh, this thing works. It just requires refinement, right? It just requires refinement, right? That's amazing. And if you're at that stage in any technology, there's no way to say... Except that that is amazing. That would be like saying, hey, um, one of the greatest barriers we have right now in um, the scientific world is, can we travel faster than the speed of light? Because that's what we need to do if we want to get anywhere, really, (laughs) right? If we really want to get anywhere uh, notable, we need to travel faster than the speed of light. If we travel anything slower than the speed of light, it's just worthless, because things are just so damn far away that it's just not valuable at all, we may as well just be stuck here. we should just be stuck in our solar system because if we can't travel faster than speed of light, then our solar system is basically that's it, and uh, this is where we're going to be until the sun implodes, and then boom, the end if we even last that long uh, it, so just this is this is all we've got so people who have all these dreams about exploring. Cool new worlds or anything, we have to figure out how to travel faster than the speed of light. Well, this would be like we found out a thing, we found out a technology where we can travel faster than the speed of light. But uh everybody on the spaceship that travels faster than the speed of light, they die. But the spaceship itself did travel faster than the speed of light. We've just got to perfect this thing so that you guys don't die on the space. That would be amazing. That would that would be considered groundbreaking. Even if you know, everyone on the ship died traveling at that rate. But but keeping people alive would just be considered a refinement. We would just say, hey, we've got the core down here. We've got the basics down here. The basics of what we need to do, we have figured it out. We just have to refine until it, it is what we need it to be. We would consider that a, a monumental breakthrough. Same thing with a Google Translate. The fact that it's so imperfect... I think it, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm still so impressed by it. It's amazing. We basically have Universal Translator in my mind. Well, not exactly. Universal Translator was a little different. Universal Translator in Star Trek was actually able to understand new languages on the fly uh, based on syntax and context and things like that and be able to interpret them and spit out something that people would understand. Like, you could encounter an alien race that you have never encountered before, and it would still be able to work, right? Google Translate obviously cannot do that. It needs to know the language beforehand. And even then, it still doesn't work perfectly, obviously. But it's still amazing, right? First of all, uh, we don't have to encounter any alien languages that are just totally unknown. For now, the only thing we have to deal with are the various languages on Earth, which Still there are there are many. It's a very difficult proposition still. There's tons of languages on Earth. So still awesome, awesome, awesome technology. But the fact that it can do that, albeit imperfectly, is still amazing. So yeah, we basically have a universal translator. I'm just surprised
0: why they had to hire humans to do it then. It seems like the technology's out there. All they had to do is just like run all their content through Uh, you know, some kind of system. Yeah. It would
1: be a very imperfect translation,
0: though. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they need someone to understand the nuances of the language and like expressions and things like that. But I think it's good. And they probably didn't
1: want BTS to be misquoted. Yeah. You don't want like BTS. You don't want the translator to spit out something that. Well, it's kind of embarrassing. Oh my god! Or whatever. I there's some no.
0: If you ever look on Weavers, there's some like really bad translations where it's like, okay, is that really what they said? Because that doesn't look right. Or when, True. or when it's on Twitter sure they didn't and you want to click on C translation, right. it's always it's like something weird sometimes.
1: Right. Facebook has C translation as well. I never trust it.
0: Yeah. It's like, wait, are you sure that's what they said? I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
1: I trust it insofar as I I hope that it's close. But I'm not going to fully trust it.
0: Actually, yeah, maybe it is better that it's humans that are checking everything.
1: I mean, the universal translator doesn't work yet, obviously. Um, So, yes, if you can afford it, then please hire one. But I just want to take a break to extol how far we've come technology-wise on that front. It is amazing. It is amazing. You can travel to a foreign country and not have to learn that foreign language. You probably get by. I mean, if all you want to do is like ask how to order food and stuff like that, right? (laughs) You can totally get by. You can totally get by. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because if we had to take a trip to Korea or something, it's like, okay, learn in a week the phrases you need to know. That's too hard. But then
1: you can speak into a translator and say, how do I get to this hotel? How do I order this food? I'm pretty sure the translator would, would do that. Amazing.
0: Shiwon from Super Junior was criticized recently for supposedly supporting Hong Kong.
1: Oh, I didn't I didn't hear this. Can you give me the details?
0: Let's see. On, he
1: he let's, said something he to support Hong he Kong. He
0: retweeted something from Patrick Chow, who was shot by police during the Hong Kong protests.
1: Oh, I know about that. Yeah,
0: uh, let's see. In the interview, Patrick Chow said, people can be killed by bullets, but beliefs can't be killed. So I guess Shiwon retweeted that. And then later he unretweeted it because everybody... Oh, too much pressure?
1: It says, okay, okay. Chinese
0: netizens have been giving him hate on both Twitter and Instagram. Oh, okay. Chinese and netizens. Then, um, yeah, the Chinese ones. Right. And then later, he, won, said on Weibo that he said he was only showing his interest in Hong Kong and he was hoping the chaos and violence would end soon. And right. He's trying to say he wasn't taking a side. He just right. didn't like the violence or whatever.
1: Okay, well, I mean, as an American, it's probably no surprise that I, 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 I tend to side with the people of Hong Kong, although a little bit less than other Americans. Well, let's just talk about whether he should be allowed to voice his support to people of Hong Kong. Obviously, I think he should be able to, right? But, you know, Chinese quote-unquote Chinese netizens will have a very different view. They right. come from a more authoritarian culture. And, and a lot of them, they take a very poor view of uh, people who speak up yeah, and there, there's in support no, of Hong Kong.
0: There's no First Amendment over there. Yeah,
1: I mean, they just have different values. I I I support anybody who wants to support people in Hong Kong. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely, I support that. You know, just in general, I, I think that people should be more free than not. I think more democratic principles should win out than not. But at the same time, It's a very dicey situation. What's going on in Hong Kong? Uh, My personal view of it is that it's just such a complicated situation. Uh, Hong Kong is, as if you don't know, it was it was handed over back from the British to the Chinese in 1997, right? And they have been slowly integrating it back into China because it is it is China at this point, but it has not really operated as China since 97 it has a sort of a quasi independent status they sort of govern themselves but not really it is part of china push comes to shove it is part of china okay that is the that is the reality of it and um i i i feel for the people who want to maintain their democratic rights because they grew up so many of them grew up with these rights right you grew up in a, a democratic area run by Great Britain, so you're used to democratic rights. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, since 1997, you have not been in a a democratic country. You have been part of China, which we all know, for all intents and purposes, is not a democratic country. Uh, You probably should have made arrangements. You've had 20 years to move out of Hong Kong. That's really what you should have been doing. Now, I applaud you for staying and trying to maintain this, you know, democratic bastion within China. Sure. Wonderful. But how many people are you? You're like 20 million people at most. Right. You are now absorbed by a country of a billion people. You are not going to win this fight. Really, you've had 20 years to make arrangements to move. It's really what you should have done. I don't think you should have stayed and fought for your democratic rights. That's honestly, that's just how I feel. That doesn't mean I don't support democracies. I'd support them everywhere. I support the free will of people everywhere. But the blunt reality of this situation is you were absorbed by China. You know what that's about.
0: Like China owns it fair and square. And of course, Yes, China enforce, owns it fair and square. They're gonna enforce China rules. In
1: 1997, when you were absorbed back into China, how old was Tiananmen Square? Eight years old. It was only eight years before that year that China killed people in the streets for dissenting. That should have told you everything you need to know about the country that is absorbing you. And I think that as I never have anything nice to say about China. I'm not going to get into it, but you know, because my family's from Taiwan and you know, Civil war, this, this, and that. But I'm, I'm, I never have anything nice to say about China. But in this particular situation, I think China has been more than fair to the people of Hong Kong, because as far as I know, people were able to emigrate from Hong Kong. Right? It wasn't like the the Berlin Wall, where oh well, um, the next day, boom, there's a wall. Like, you uh, can't, you leave, you can't leave. You can't go to a free country. You can't country. leave. Yeah. Sorry. I think literally in like, 1945. Uh, the Soviet Union put up a wall and they said, this is it. This is our Germany and that's their Germany and here's a wall. China didn't do that with Hong Kong as far as I know. And, you know, educate me if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, if you were a resident of Hong Kong in 1997, you had many, many years to make arrangements and try try to emigrate, try to get your kids to be citizens of another country. These are all things you should have done. And if you had done them, you wouldn't have to be protesting in the streets for your, your eroding democratic rights. But let's be, let's be real. What did you think your democratic rights were going to do? Except erode. You were absorbed into China in 1997. What did you think would be happening in 2019? Did you think your democratic rights would be preserved? Now, I understand that China on paper agreed to a certain, how do we say this? A certain like slow process to reintegrate Hong Kong. That will last X amount of years, but let's be real, right? Let's be realistic about this. You don't know that they're going to stick to that timeline. You don't. That's not a guarantee of anything. This is not excusing. This is not advocating for the undemocratic ways that the Chinese government obviously prefers. I don't prefer them. I think it's an evil police state. It's emblematic of the worst. Parts of authoritarian societies that you know communists are able to implement. By the way, don't don't vote for communists. This is what this is what happens. By the way, but in this particular situation, you had since ninety, you had since 1997. Your kids in universities right now. What is it? It's it's 2019. So your kids were born in 97. Why why did you have kids and send them to a Hong Kong university in the year 2019? You really should have been making arrangements for your kids to go into a different country by 2019. That is my honest opinion. A lot of it is on you, you know. And as far as I can tell, China wasn't making a large effort to stop you from doing these sorts of things. You should have disengaged yourself from Hong Kong. Now, I understand that it was tempting to stay because, you know, for the most part, China let it operate as it had under British rule for a long time because it was economically advantageous. And Hong Kong makes a lot of money. The Chinese government liked that revenue. But you, you had to understand that it could have ended at any time. Any time the Chinese government could have just said, hey, we want to do this. And in fairness, the thing that sparked off this this, this series of protests, I don't know if people are aware, Like, if you're not educated on this issue, but here, here, here's part of what sparked it off. China just said, hey, our extradition treaties apply to Hong Kong. That's one of the main things. I'm sorry, but that makes sense for a country, for a contiguous country, to say. They're just basically saying, "Hey, if we have criminals, and we want to seek them out. They can't hide in in the territory of Hong Kong. Doesn't that make sense?
0: You can't have it be different in Hong Kong. than yeah. like the rest of China. That would be like saying,
1: that would be like saying the U.S. federal government wants you. You're a criminal, and you went to Portland. Oregon, United States. That's a that's a city in the well, United we States.
0: Well, we do have stupid stuff like that.
1: we sort of do, but <laughs> not like, really, but not really, but like, not really. Sort of. Same if if, if, they, if the if the federal government really wanted you, they can come get you. They can uh, The city government cannot stop you. The state government cannot stop the federal government. I, I, they cannot. Yeah. But it would be like it would be like a a city government telling our federal government, "Hey, I know they're a wanted criminal." by the federal government but you can't come into our city and take anybody could could portland do that no the federal government if they really wanted to could just come in here with guns take people
0: no but right now they can just passively like oh we won't tell you that there's people hiding out they
1: won't but that's that's much different than what we're talking about china now the city governments may not cooperate okay that's fine but they will not stop like, if the FBI went into Portland and grabbed somebody and took them out, would the Portland police do anything? No, absolutely not. They absolutely would not do anything. Maybe they won't help you, but uh, the, the federal Chinese government is not, not asking for their help, as far as I understand. They're they just asserting their right to go in and take a person, right? Like, hey, this guy's a wanted criminal, according to the, the country of China. We're going to come into Hong Kong and take him. And then Hong Kong says, no, we don't like that. And then China said, hey, too fucking bad. You're part of China. And then the people in Hong Kong just say, no, we're not really part of. No, but, they're- but you see, that's where you're wrong. You are really part of China. And I know that sucks. I wouldn't want to be part of China. I wouldn't want to live in a place that is part of China. But you do. You honestly, you do. That's just, that's just the reality. It, it's, it sucks, I know. But they have given you a lot of time to move. And that's what you should have done so i don't feel that bad for them I, I i always support democracy but for these particular people i don't feel that bad for them i don't even think it's i don't even think it's necessarily indicative of democratic will because although the people in hong kong feel a certain way okay I, i'm sure every i'm sure the majority of people in hong kong feel that they should have retained most of their rights right but you guys are citizens of china how do the majority of people in china feel I bet you anything the majority of people in China feel that you should fall in line, right? Just like if people in the city of Portland, Oregon, United States, felt a certain way, and like, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't give up our criminals or extradite people to the federal government. But how do the people of the United States in general feel? They probably feel like... Hey, Portland, shut up. If there are criminals in Portland, we should be able to go, the FBI should be able to go in there and and grab them. That represents the democratic will of the United States of America. The laws of our land apply to your land. The end. I bet you anything, a majority of people in China would say that. Why? Because there's like 30 million people in Hong Kong. There's a billion people in China. If you had to put a vote to the country, I'm sure they would say that. So, sorry. This is what it is. I feel bad for you but you should have moved out by this time and that's that
0: yeah and i haven't seen too many like any idols even talking about the hong kong and china situation they're like not even going oh of course there. not it's so dangerous <laughs> it's
1: like a landmine right yeah. because there's such a big market in china it's bad idea. Don't even you, call you don't want down. yeah you don't want to alienate all those customers in china so many of them you don't want to alienate them and that shows you right there what is the popular opinion of the chinese citizenry it's against Hong Kong. Otherwise, you wouldn't be afraid of how, how a, a pro-Hong Kong stance would play in China. You wouldn't be afraid of it because you would say, oh, the, 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 the rank-and-file people don't even agree. No, but they do agree. They do agree. And you could say, oh, they're just brainwashed by the government or whatever. It's like, okay, maybe. But we don't know that for sure. I I I don't think that's necessarily even true. I, I think the rank-and-file people in China just, they, they're Anti Hong Kong. They don't think these people should be acting up for what they're acting up for, right? They just don't. They don't think that people should be able to be extradited from Hong Kong to China when they break laws of the of China. Hey, you broke a law in China and you ran to Hong Kong and you think you should be safe? Why should you be safe? Hong Kong is part of China. Most Chinese citizens agree with that. What is the larger issue? The larger issue is not even the extradition thing. The larger issue is that the people in Hong Kong are against this, you know, China trying to reassert its control over the region. They're saying, this is our land, and we're going to run it the way we want to run it. And people who grew up in Hong Kong and grew up with the, the democratic freedoms that they enjoyed under British rule, they don't like it. But the reality of this is that, hey, British rule was 22 years ago. It's over, man. It's, it's over. I'm not even saying it was bad. I think Hong Kong, under British rule, was one of the greatest, freest, capitalistic areas ever. And I'm totally for that. But the reality is, it's over. It is no longer British land. It is China. You had 22 years to change your address. And that's what you should have done. And protesting now is just dangerous for yourself and futile. You should focus your energy on moving, moving you, moving your children. Fighting the Chinese government is not going to, nothing good is going to come of it, you know? Just look at what happened in Tiananmen Square. You could be dead in the streets. I'm sure there are a lot of Hong Kong people who are dead in the streets. Not as many as Tiananmen Square yet, but that could be coming. So please, don't do this. Just focus on moving. Just be thankful that that seems to be an option that is available to you, because not Every uh, totalitarian government, authoritarian government has made that option available. But it does appear that that is something of an option that is available. So do it. Because you can't save Hong Kong. Hong Kong is China. The end.
0: Thank you to our guest, Morgan. You can find BTS Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. New episodes are up by Monday. Be sure to comment, review, or rate in the podcast platform you're using. Follow us on Twitter at OurBTS. That's at H-O-U-R-B-T-S. Until next time, this has been BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one.